Welcome to Philly Sportscast with your hosts, Derek, Dave, and E-Money. How's everybody doing out there in Philly Sportscast land? Uh, doing okay. Uh, you know, Flyers in the playoffs, Sabres time. Buffalo time. Flyers in the playoffs, Phillies stink. That they do. Eagles. Sixers. <laughs> Sixers. Fan appreciation night. <laughs> and the Eagles draft. That's what we got on the agenda. We got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get the ball rolling. I'm going to start with the Phillies. The Phil Boys. I'm almost done with the team, and it's not even May 1st yet. Hey, what do you think about that uh, that bet on the forums? Let's go Mets yeah. and Pearface. How do you think that's going, Dave? Unfortunately, it seems like we might lose Pearface at the end of May. I think was that right. They weren't allowed to write on uh, the board for a month's time or something like that. I think that's yeah, what it was. They were supposed to stay away from the board, but the bet was that Ryan Madison would have an ERA over 5.5, and tonight... <laughs> One inning pitched. Here's his line if you want to hear it. One inning pitched, seven hits, seven earned runs. Good job, Ryan. I will not clap to that. <laughs> you want to hear the kicker, though? No. Charlie Manuel. This is one of his best moves of all time. Ryan Madsen gets shellacked in the first inning, right? Nice. Let's up five runs. Comes back out for the second inning, immediately lets up two runs. Sweet. <laughs> no out still. Walks a batter. Let's keep him in there. Walks a batter. Let's keep him in there. And then when two batters on, two men on base, then he comes and gets them for Aaron Fultz. Fultz. Now, let me ask you a question. What is he trying to te- What kind of lesson is he trying to teach Ryan Madsen? Or is he, does he have to say to himself, I need Ryan Madsen to go this extra inning I because my bullpen is dead? I need him to go two <laughs> innings. Oh, but then when he gets two men on base, then he's done. So that's what we're working with with Charlie Manuel. The guy, the, manu- the manager's got to go. He's got to go. Dave, He'll last, be gone soon. Really good example last night in your, in your game, 10th inning, up two men on, nobody out. Who's on base? I'm, I'm sorry, who's batting? I don't remember who's batting. Oh, At the uh, end of the game was Ryan Howard. No, no, no. Uh, before that. DeLucci came in, I think it was the ninth inning. He came at the end of the the ninth inning, they made a couple. He actually made a couple double switches because they let Delucci bat for Fasano. Lieberthal came in, batted for the pitcher. He stayed in the game. They moved, but he had no bench. Okay, so at the he, very end of the game, the tenth inning, there was nobody left on the bench. Okay, but so he has two men on and nobody out, and the person up there is swinging at the swinging away. He's not bunting. Right, he's not bunting these men over. Uh, he wasn't worried about bunting at all. No, I, that's what I don't get, man. He's not. Playing the small ball. Playing to win the baseball game. No. But that's if Ryan Howard does not get a hit. I th- we calculated. I think they had two pitchers left, I think it was, and they had nobody on the bench. So, so how was the, the game? Pitchers. Did you have fun? Was your first oh, game of the year? I had a great time. First, first game down there. Actually, first game at the ballpark. First game a, ever. Yes. So oh, it's not a bad place a to very go good watch time. Game. Yes. Great. Now, two pitchers left, nobody on the bench. They win in the 10th. Thank God. Thank well, God. What is going on with that? Now, that's just poor management right there. They used all oh. their players up, all their bench players up. Dude, By the awful. tenth inning, so one more inning. He's awful. He's just the worst manager I've ever seen. May fifteenth. He's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely clueless. He is clueless as a manager. We could have had Jim Leland in this city. We might have Lou Pinella though. Might have Lou, but crazy Lou, Louis P. <laughs> but Jim Leland is a terrific, terrific, terrific manager. Triple A manager. <laughs> Not triple A ball, but triple A is in A plus plus. A plus plus. I'm just sick over the Phillies. Just sick. They don't even. They're not even competitive tonight. They're getting absolutely crushed. Ten to four right now. Ten to two. 
Ten four. Good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just awful. Just awful. Horrible. But the bats are there. You keep hitting. They're doing a fine job hitting. You're getting four runs in the sixth inning so far. Or by the sixth inning, they have four runs. It's yeah, not a bad uh, outing by your offense. It's not. It's not it's at all. Pitching. I think I, no, really, I, I really, it's all about the pitching. I agree. And last night, and last night's game is a good example. And tonight's game, I said they left two in the um, five in the first. No big deal. They Look, can get five in the next Phil, eight innings. Phillies can get five in the next eight innings. But when you get up to seven runs, they can't score eight a night. They're going to score five a night. Yes. But they're not going to score eight. So all this pitching staff has to do is keep it under five runs. They can score five against the Nationals. That's a good point. Against a guy who they just called up from AAA. Exactly. I think their offense will be fine. Once If they played the Cardinals again, I think they would do a little better. That lineup is just incredible one through six there. Starting off with Jimmy Rollins going to Rowan. Then you have Abreu as your three. Pat as your four. When you put Utley them on paper, your five, you think they're a Howard contender. Your That's yeah. what's crazy. Yeah, when you put on, them on paper, you're like, wow, it's a scary team. Don't want to play them. This is why they still have to play the games, though. Right. It's not even funny anymore. It's not oh, even it's funny. Horrible. No, it's not. I had my son's baseball practice, baseball game tonight. We were having fun. We're walking to the thing. We're we to put the Phillies game on the radio. Sure, Dad. Put it <laughs> in the thing. I put a miss, put a seatbelt on. I put the radio on, and they're down four <laughs> nothing already. And I let the biggest f bomb out. <laughs> and my son is just learning baseball. He's just and he's just learning to the curse it. too. And obviously, he's just <laughs> learning the curse. I screamed <laughs> f the f bomb. In my this parking lot of my son's baseball little league, screamed it, screamed it like screamed it like I was rooting for the Phillies, like yeah. Instead of Phillies, it was F F F bomb. All the other little kids are walking by. Yep. Hey, Ethan, have a good F and night. They got they got their juice boxes in their hand. Hey, what's wrong with your daddy? Hey, why is your daddy so angry? We had we won. <laughs> so, you yeah, beat the Cobras. <laughs> hey, that's who they played the Cobras. I know everything. Oh, you do? All right. We beat Chopping Bag. <laughs> Guys, I want to stick with the Phillies for a little bit longer. Because you sure I you need, don't want to talk about the Cobras? I, need to well, feel- I thought we didn't have anything else to say. No, there's a lot of things to say. Well, I mean, a lot of if it was the end say. of the season, I would say, all right, Ephraim, there's nothing to worry about. Well, the end, of the, the end of the season might be rapidly coming. It's the beginning of the season, man. By the like, end of the season, they'll be playing a lot better. They'll be out of it. They'll have no pressure. Now they can yeah. go out and win games and big deal. Dude, All looking the, for trades. And they're supposed to do good for last year to get the next year. Yes. But this team has a, a good offense, like you like you said. Fabulous, yes. They're supposed to win at home. You know why? Why are they supposed to win at home? Because it's very easy. Smaller ball, ballpark. One of the smallest in the whole MLB. N- nothing to do with that. Why is every Why is every MLB team supposed to Why every baseball team supposed to win more on home than on the road? Their fans, not the fans. Lack of travel, Travel. not the lack of travel. Um, Better place to sleep, sex at home. Their balls Uh, aren't Philly cheesesteaks. No, they have because baseball is baseball. (laughs) They have an inherent. They have a built-in advantage because they of the bottom of the ninth inning. They when bat you're in losing, the bottom of the inning. The fact that when you're losing thirteen to four in the bottom of the ninth, it means right. nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. However, bottom line might mean nothing for eighty percent of the games, right? Because they're going to get blown out by that much. I or, don't think that's true. They have an advantage because they're the last to bat. It's nice to know that's what you have to do. Is. Yes, that's the way baseball was, was made. That's why it's such a great game. But this team stinks at home. Just absolutely stinks. Puts no effort out well, for the fans. Almost, if they didn't win last night, one seven. 
worse since 1945 if they didn't win last night. See, that's 1945, what... Dave. <laughs> okay. Give the little math on that. What the hell is that? 60 years? Any boo birds out last night? Boo birds were out for David Bell. I thought it was great. It was a third inning, first time it came up. They just rained down the boos. They're like, up to bat, David Bell. Second pitch, right field home run. Those guys jumped up so fast, screaming. Oh, we love David Bell. Same, same guys booing. Oh, yeah. That's I swear right. they took off their top shirt and they had their David Bell shirt underneath. Yeah. But, uh, oh, tons of boo birds out there. Tons of people left in the sixth inning, seventh inning. You know, you're down 6-3. Everyone was just leaving. Had to catch that train. They missed a great comeback there. Right. And that's what's great about the lineup because, like I said, you have the top three batters are perfect. I mean, you have they can get on base. They can hit the ball. Your next three batters, they can do the same. So all you have to do is get through the David Bell part. If he's getting a hit, helps out. Your Sal Fazano or your Lieberthal at the bottom, you hope one of them guys are getting a hit just so you can get back to that top of the lineup, and they can really produce. I'm really not for one for leaving early in the game. I would never do that. I'm a big baseball fan. You never know what can happen. Ever know what can happen. But when you see the Phillies for the month of April, and you you know you take your kid down there, and they're losing 6-3, I wouldn't leave, but I can see how a lot of people would. It's a school night. Oh, yeah. You're like, what the hell? We're, we're not going to miss yeah, much. I mean, they're not going to win this game because they haven't, right. won a game, they haven't won games like this all year. Right. You know what? I want to say a big thank you to Mayor Street also for putting that ball field down there in South Philly because when you're sitting up top and you're looking out and you get to see the refineries over there, oh, it's just a beautiful sight, man. Yeah. It's just awesome. That's what makes for a perfect sunset. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have such beautiful sunsets. <laughs> Who gives a freak? <laughs> now, that was a funny line. And get shorty, if anybody remembers that. Yes, it that. was. That was great. A little fact that I heard today coming over. Jim Tomei has been the first person in 100-plus years to score a run in the first 15 games of a season for the White Sox. Not Good just for, for the White Sox, but for anyone in Major League Baseball. So... The guy's off to a torch start out there. He's terrific. Yeah. He's a terrific. Always oh, he is, right. Terrific. Shane, yeah, we had to let him go, but well, Aaron Rohn's doing well for us. It wasn't a right move for the Phillies. That, you know, it wasn't a right. Wasn't the know, kind of person we could have kept. We, exactly. Ryan Howard and, and Aaron Rowan for Tommy is a good, good, good. I have good no problem with it. Position to be. Wish the guy no the best problem. of luck, man. The guy's going to be a yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. I agree. Everybody knew that when we got him. Everyone knows that when we left. Right. He should win a championship out there with Chicago. Right, and him, like him being here right now, if he was doing that, would have been a non would be a non factor. Yeah, they would lose. He would get hit those home runs, and they would still lose seven six. And people would be screaming. Be we screaming. need to put Ryan Howard, Howard out there. Howard, yeah. Howard, and it is a Phillies team. It's a shame. So, so anything else f- about to the fly or the Phillies before we get to the Flyers? Well, I, what has to happen with the Phillies? You think you can just ride it out? I mean, how many more days before Charlie Manuel gets fired? That's I think that's what we all have to wait for now. I think it's just it's a time it's a matter of time before he gets he goes, and we have to look for that. Now, what do we got? Let's get let's get a little number here. Let's do a number here. I would what, say I would say May thirtieth. That's just going to say Memorial Day weekend. Okay, I say earlier than that. The way they're playing, I think earlier. Than that. I'm thinking fifteenth of May. This pitching staff this pitching staff is not capable of. Playing professional baseball, they're going to have to start making some moves. They're going to have to bring up younger arms because these guys, the relief pitchers, just have been pitching so much. Well, the one thing, Tom Gordon is throwing really well. That's when he's out there. When he's playing, right? Jesus, oh, he's doing great. He's right. out there three times a month. <laughs> At least we don't have to him, worry about him being not worn out. 
And it really sucks that you that the best thing about this team is watching them. Can't wait for them to go on the road. <laughs> I know. Isn't that a shame? You're right. It's dude. a shame. It's a shame. Two and seven. If we were uh, Kansas City Royals fans, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're two and seven at home, whatever. But these are the Phillies. These guys are supposed to be contenders every year because they contend. They put the money out. They got a great offense. They got great defense. Yeah, but they're, just but they're, no pitching. Their pitching's been a problem the whole offseason. Devastating. Gillick hasn't done a goddamn thing. He wasn't supposed to do it. He was supposed to do some major things. Never did it. He was. Always, you always see him in the paper having his head down, rubbing his head. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. He, he knew the he knew pitching was going to be trouble. He did know that. Yeah, he did. Think. It, do you think it was going? He knew it was going to be trouble this early. Well, not this early. I think he felt I mean, good Charlie having Manu- Lieber. Charlie Manuel is yeah. not managing this team right. He's not, and he didn't last year, and he should have been gone, but he stayed. I think that's why he's going to be I mean, leaving God, halfway. Guys, he's a he's a, a liability to this team. They're not going to do anything with him as a manager. Just fire him, please. That's, please. Last night, I, th- I think, though, the Phillies proved they can win in spite of him just because right. how they ran out of bench players, but he, they still did it at the He worked his ass end. off to lose that game. Yeah. He put them. He put them in the position to lose that game. Right, and they came back and they fought him off. Somehow they did it. Yes. All right. And you know what really bothers me? I mean, I'm watching every game. Of course, I'm a big Phillies fan. Is that he does not? You said earlier in the podcast that he does not pull his pitchers quick enough. No, he doesn't. When I'm sitting there drinking my beer or having dinner, oh. and I'm watching the Phillies game, and I go, "You got to get Lieber out now to salvage this inning, to salvage the whole game," and he doesn't. And then, I mean, more times than not, he's getting two more hits off him, and there's two more runs coming in. And I'm telling you, I see it every time, and it bothers me. It really bothers me because I'm nobody. That's the truth. Who is? I mean, that you are nobody. Oh. (laughs) That's what I meant Let's just make that clear. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. But maybe he he knows the middle relievers that he has, and he knows they can't handle the job. They're not to snuff. Who's the pitching coach? Is it Doobie? Doobie, right. Um. Maybe he's the one who's telling Charlie, listen, we're going to have to do this with this pitcher or wait just so we can have yeah. Foltz come in in the seventh or Franklin come in the seventh. We can't take him in right now. What, These guys are just going to be the, done. What's his reasoning by putting Madsen back in, that, in the I, second inning tonight? That I just don't understand. I mean, and it's not even – he walked the first guy, and why didn't he You know, why didn't he pull him in? Right then. Walks the second guy. No, I can see putting him back in the second inning. Why? Because you've got to give him another shot because he's a starting pitcher, Derek. Okay, but uh, if you co- if he goes in there and he th- maybe he had a bad first inning, people have flops. But if he goes in that second inning like he did tonight, you got to pull him quick because he didn't come out. He didn't get some ground balls. He didn't get some strikeouts. He didn't even get some strikes. No. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move I want to talk about it more. No, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this team through the summer. There's some good things going on in Philly now. Flyers in the playoffs. Yay! Um, we're, we're all very happy in the basement that the Rangers didn't win the division. I don't know. They're on a down. They're on a low, 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 low level. They're going to get crushed by the, the Devils. The only problem, the Devils are Thank on God a high, we're not high, playing high, high the Devils. Because if we were playing the Devils, we'd be in a world of poop. Right. So the, so the Rangers are obviously in a world of crap. Oh, they are. So what's the next step for the Flyers? Flyers have to worry about the Sabres. It's the they, first thing they have to the do. the Sabres are good. You can't worry about the Devils right now because if... if the Flyers win, and if the Devils win, they're not going to see each other until the um, finals. the finals. Yeah, they won't play in the second round of the playoffs. Dude, I totally think this Flyer Sabers series is a coin flip. 
I don't. really don't see any any team having a major advantage oh, except no. number 21 if he that's, comes to play. It's 21, and that's what he does. When playoffs come, when it's the gold medal game, mm-hmm. dude comes and plays. You can count on him for something like that. Can you really count on him? Out in Colorado, they did. Sweden. Sweden, they count on him there. He came out, proved he could play. Hopefully, hopefully, he comes out. He is can he, make the game. Is he healthy? Actually, he keeps well, having his groin. Is, no, he's not healthy. He's keep been hearing about, about him for three months. He wasn't right. healthy when he went in Sweden. He had his groin problem, remember? When yeah, he, when, I remember. So, and that's, I don't know how bad it is. Does it hurt that bad when he's skating? Can he tape it up? Can he put Ben Gay on it or something just to heal the pain so he can play? Will he fight through this? Punch that's, him right in the face. Well, that's what they talk about. Take the pain away. Oh, you know, this guy played with a broken foot, and this guy had his jaw wired shut right. in between periods. They play through this stuff during the Stanley Cup. Hopefully, number 21 is going to do that. Forsberg is going to be the man. And when he played Monday night, looked incredible. I'm all about it. Saturday, I'm going to be glued to that TV watching that stuff. But that's, I watched the game on Monday night. Incredible. Watching these guys come back and win. I had on Comcast, had the free preview still. It's still on. Thank you, Comcast. Got to watch the Devils game because I swore they were going to lose. They were down 3 nothing. They won, to dude. Montreal in the nasty. third period, and that's what they got, dude. These guys got heart, and they got a great goaltender, and they are going to be the ones coming out of the East. Probably. They wanted to win the championship. And they did. They won the division championship, yes. I mean. They got the third seed. And they did. They get to play the Rangers at home. They won, I think, it was like 10 or 11 they finished the season off in a row. They were just a hot team. They got players that can score. They don't have anyone that's like Forsberg, but they got players like Gianti. I think he ended up with like 47 goals. Yeah. Amazing out there. What's the story with your prediction for the series, Flyer series? I, I'm making my prediction that Forsberg is going to be playing the whole time and we're going to win. Fly boys are going to go through it. Six games. 4-2. Okay. All right. I like that. What actually. about you, Imani? I don't think it's going to go seven. I think, I think it's going to go six as well. I don't think it's going to go a full seven, but I think we're going to need that. We're going to need at least six to win that, to win that series. Flyers win it? Flyers win it. Definitely Flyers going to beat Buffalo. No doubt. Well, not no doubt, but I really like I really like the Flyers going in the second round, and then we'll talk in the second round because they're going to they got to win the first round first. I agree. I agree. I think the Flyers will win as well. Buffalo has a real good balanced offense. They got Daniel Briere starting off or as their top player up there, which our top line can go against their top line no problem. Jeff Carter and uh, Nick uh, Dimitrakos and R.J. Umberger. This is like our second, third line. They can move them around either way. We have three top lines that are good. With If Nedved's healthy and he's out there with uh, Hanzus, they should do fine. I'm just hoping Forsberg's healthy. That's what it all hinges on. He's so, the key to the series. He's the key yeah. to the series. He's the key to the season now. This is yep. it. If we win, right. it was a great sign. It's the reason good. why they brought him in here. If he doesn't apply, if he misses two games during the first series of the playoffs, it's going to be tough. You don't want any two winning two games. He's and then, not. He's not going to miss any games in the playoffs. He never does. The, he's not going to do that. But is he going? We're going to have to see what happens when right. he's out there. Buffalo has home field, right? Home ice. Home ice. Yeah. They start there. Yeah. All right. Which isn't bad. The Flyers did well on the, the road. road this year, so yeah. that's no problem. They can do it. The Devils did it before. They were on the road every series. They won the Stanley Cup, so it's not unheard of to be on the road and win the cup. Esh, problem. Played really good on Monday. Uh, Hitchcock pulled him before he said, "You know, I don't know who it's going to be." At the end, you could definitely see he was playing Esh a lot. Mm-hmm. Niedermachen, who played against the Rangers, they had that four-one win. I guess Esh had the flu. It was like a Saturday game. Yeah, he looked good. So I'm hoping he makes the right call. He really likes veterans. That's his thing. Right. He likes having the veteran goalie. I thought he had a press conference today to choose or something. Uh, that's I heard. Well, actually, I heard yesterday that they announced he was 
Ash is the man. I saw it on the, um, the reader, actually. I think it was 10 o'clock when I saw it on the reader, so I guess it was from yesterday. Ash is the man. Yeah. Ash is the man. He is the man. So that's, yeah, Kim Johnson's going to be out prior for the whole playoffs. He still has uh, post-concussion syndrome. That's one of your better defensemen. So you got to hope Freddie Meyer is going to be playing well. Mike Rathke's been hurt most of the, the last part of the season here. So it's playoff hockey. It's, it's the second season. <laughs> this is what the team's built for. This is when they got to play well. And this is what we're going to see. This is, I'm excited. I'm excited. Guys, okay. usually when it's playoff hockey two years ago, this is when you had the two to one games. This is when they let little things go. Are they going to? Are the refs going to do this now? Who we knows? Don't know. We're going to wait and see. It's the first playoff after the uh, after strike. the strike, so it's going to be definitely something. And let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. If I don't, if if I see it and they're like too tight, I'm not going to like hockey anymore. Right. I mean, what do you think? I don't want. I want. Let's get a little physical here. Actually, they got to let them start hitting. I mean, the end of the year has been totally different than the beginning of the year. They start letting a little more stuff go. You got to call the hookings like they've been because that's just a lazy man penalty. Sure, you get sure. beat, you hook, there you go. You trip them, that's a good call. If you're hitting someone in front of the the, uh, the net, let them hit. You got to clear the guy out. Got to clear a guy out. I mean, you got to. I mean, right. we're going to have to see what happens with that. Um, I realized in the beginning of the year they were just showing their their muscle. Saying, hey, yeah, this is what we're doing, which is understandable. That's what you have to do at the beginning. You got to really lasso them and say, we're pulling this tight. Loosen a little bit up at the end. Let's see how they're going to call it. And now the playoffs, playoffs come. No, you know, overtime, 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 overtime. Yeah. Overtime, no shootouts. We don't have to worry about the shootout at all. Yep, this is just going to be nasty. And dude, that's one of the worst teams in the shootout was the Flyers. Of all the players they have, they did horrible during it. Really? And that's all they had to do. If you think about it, if they won one of the shootouts that they lost, they would oh. have had a home ice advantage right now. Sounds like a spring summer team I know last year. <laughs> I want to talk about that. What about? Oh, there's no shootout in the playoffs. Nope. Right. Twenty so, minute overtimes. Keep going until someone wins. Until somebody scores. Okay. Or until you fall flat on your face. Yes. Are you ready for some playoff hockey? I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm really pumped. What, what do really you guys pumped? think? Uh, Keith Primo is going to come back? No. Uh, next year. Okay. Next year. Yeah, no def- one. I saw a practice with him, and he was trying to ski. He couldn't even ski. I don't even think he could walk. Well, no. He he practiced with the team, but then he felt worse. Like two days later. That's a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to come back playing no the playoffs. Way. No, he's no done. way. He's done. No way. He's I can't done. see him doing that. Yeah. He's done. There'd be more of a vibe, too. There isn't I, much of a vibe. I want to yeah. know what happens if the Flyers lose in six. <laughs> Seriously. Well, they lose in six. Seriously. They lose in six. I mean, it's just. If they lose in the first round of the playoffs, all that money they just put out there, you're going to have to make moves. You're going to have to see if anybody wants to rat you, if you can cut him and bring up another player that's a little faster. Darian Hatcher wasn't the player. He was the player that they thought they were getting, a physical guy. But he just doesn't have the wheels to go at the end of the year. He's not that offensive-minded player he was. Not that he was a great offensive-minded player, but he could get up there. He could score on the power play. So they're going to be thinking about players getting rid of someone. It's not guaranteed they're winning. Yeah, the let's, not, let's not talk about that. Let's be let's yeah. be positive. At least, at least for one week. That's right now. E money. You would like to know that uh, Buffalo. Not that you'd like to know this, but it's a betting line. I believe Buffalo was you bet one eighty to win one hundred, and the Flyers you bet one hundred to win one sixty-five. I believe it was. Wow. Uh, you know what that means. So Bad things for the Flyers, huh? Yep, sir. Okay. To me, it sounds like a soccer's bet just because I'm a Flyers fan now. Sure. I mean, we watch, them, we watch the Flyers all year. Yeah. We have them here every night. Whenever they play Thursday, we had them on. But I mean, have a lot to do with the uh, standings, too, with the way they came in on the playoffs, right? It, well, it definitely has something to do with that. Injuries. The team's well, just they, been How they played injury. together yeah. against each other this year. Buffalo won three out of the four. Right. But the Flyers won the last one. The last time they played, the Flyers came out. Had a real good game. One of like 
it's one of the little streaks they went on where they would play real well and then they would play crappy the next two games. And this is different kind of playoff hockey. And we don't know how different it's going to be yet, but it's different. Right. It's different. And, we'll and the out. Flyers have the kind of team that can adapt to this. We can hope, man. We can well, hope. they have the speed. They have the finesse. They never had it before. We're going to see if it, where it takes them. Okay. And I okay. Did, I harped it on all year. Goddamn injuries. I don't want that to come into effect, and hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully, the guys got to play injured this year. Now you got to. That's oh, yeah, what you hear about. This is, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's playoff time. Go Flyers. Go Flyers. Okay, before we move on to the draft, to the NFL draft, I want to talk real quickly about Allen Iverson and Chris Weber on Fan Appreciation Night for the oh, 76ers. Man, that was great. <laughs> Thank they, you. they love us. They yeah. absolutely love us, don't Thanks, they? Thanks, you, Thanks, Web. How in terrible shape is not only the NBA, but the Sixers? Oh. Dude, I thought it was great. Mo Cheeks is like, it doesn't look like I can control this team, but I do control it. Yeah, it's my responsibility. Yeah. You know what? But You're I not really have no idea where they were last night. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I'm telling you guys, while it should be assumed by anybody listening to this podcast that these players, no matter what team they play for in this town, they don't really care about you as a fan. Even though you're the ones that have afforded these guys these millions of dollars, they could give one rat stinking nickel about you. On top of that, the state of the NBA with these players now, like Iverson and Weber, I mean, Alan Iverson did this, and he was here for, he's been here for 10 years. Yeah. How could he do this wow. on a fan appreciation? Listen, man. If he doesn't know it's fan appreciation, I said what he was saying. I mean, he he can easily read the schedule. Last home game of the season. Or Billy King can grab his arm at least one point and say, "Listen, tomorrow's fan appreciation night. Do you mind just suiting up? I mean, God forbid for your seventy million. Do you mind right. suiting up for fifteen minutes? And then when you walk off, the crowd's going to go apeshit for you. And then you know, job well done. That's what the Flyers See, do. It's, I blame the Sixers, man. I don't necessarily blame yeah. Allen Iverson and Weber's just a. Oh, no, anyway. I do blame Allen Iverson. He should have enough smarts to say, hey, I'm coming to the last you home Billy game. King to tell him to hold his hand out to go outside? It could be his last night as, as, a, a, as sixer. a sixer, and I, everybody coming to watch him, and he doesn't even show up? I think it's Billy King's job to remind him. Well, so if Billy King says to him, listen, it's this thing we want you to do, and Allen Iverson yo says dog, no, yo dog. that's a different story. But it's just the state of the NBA. And David Stern, we know you're listening. <laughs> Don't laugh when he says it. Do it again. <laughs> But but I'm serious. These are all individuals. This game has become an individual sport. You have players like Tim Duncan, right? Yes. Who is Timmy D. Who's a world champion. He's going to go down and one of the best players in the history of the NBA. Yep. But he's going to retire. And Allen Iverson's going to retire. And Kobe Bryant's going to retire. Kobe who, Bryant. Who is going to? No, someday they will. will. Yeah, then there'll be. And then there'll be people. what? Other how many individuals. More, how many more LeBron Jameses are there out there? Can LeBron but James you, you do for the want, league what what um, Larry, what Michael Jordan did? You remember, you don't want LeBron James and stuff like that. You want Chauncey Billups and Wallace's. You want some Prince and uh, guys like that. Hamilton. They play as a team. They win as a team. Yeah, look at the Pistons. That's a that's a whole right the situation Pistons, over the, there. The Pistons have a really good core of role players. Yes, but I'm talking about where the state of the league is. If you're talking about the state of the league, you're always going to have some young kid that's going to come in, that's going to be able to dunk the ball, that can jump a little higher, that might be able to make the shot. They might not be able to handle the pressure of carrying a, a team like Jordan did with Chicago. But it, 
You have players like Dwayne Wade down there with the Heat. But don't you think it's very important? And I'm sorry to cut you off. If I'm cutting you off. But it's, don't you think it's very important? How did you learn and learn to appreciate the NBA? Oh, watching Dr. J. Watching Dr. J. And you know, you were growing up, and maybe you were watching with some parental units. Yes. My son, who's six, doesn't even know who the 76ers are. <laughs> Does your daughter? Yes. She just watched the basketball. She's game. been to a basketball game. Yes. Oh, so she has been. Yes. So she's she's oh, she's not a, a basketball fan. What, down there, what do you what wrong. do you want from the NBA? I'm just saying, I think the NBA is in some deep trouble with their fan base, and that is just going to lead into the next generation of fans. I think early to mid '90s, hockey became uber popular, not only in this town but across the country with their expansion and everything. They were selling out the Ice Palace. You know, Detroit, yeah. Detroit, Ottawa had a team. We had a team down in, or the NHL had a team down in Phoenix. Tampa Bay was starting. Florida Carolina, started. Carolina. Columbus. Yeah, they were moving p- people all around there. Absolutely. And, then, and then it was never more popular. Right. Then it went downtown. It really went down. Television revenue. I mean, NBA television revenue is really going Are we talking south. about NBA or NHL? I thought you NHL. said hockey. Okay, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah. Make a, a little parallel little, between both of yeah, them. Yeah, I'm trying to draw a parallel line because I really think, like you see the NBA, they go, they're trying to go to Europe and they're trying to mass market this and they're trying to mass market that. But without... The fan base in the United States, the core. they're going to fail. Right, they're going to get. It's going to get bad. It's going to get bad for the NBA. It's going to become an NFL dominated world pretty soon. Well, it already is. Well, it I'm talking is. on a different level, man. I'm talking where the NBA is going to shoot down 40 percent of their of their fan base and their viewership and the television revenue, and these contracts are going to be renegotiated when they're when they're up. Now, what are you, what is your basis for this? Like, how, why are you saying that? How I do you, just, what do you know? What, what, what okay, was, what was okay, the TV listen, revenue this year? I, What's it going to be next year? No, what I'm saying is, I work. Okay, I work. I mean, for, they 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 um they've expanded to thirty country. They're in thirty four countries. Who is? They it's on TV in thirty four countries. Right. Okay, that's fine. But if they're making money in all kinds of places, yes, Evan, I agree with you. But if they if they don't make the money here, they're going to lose the money everywhere. It's not I that, work at a pretty big office, right? I don't know anybody, anybody who has talked about the Sixers. Not one, not one person. I don't follow no, the Sixers at all. Right. No it's, walk and no like how the Sixers do last night. Nobody. I mean, has asked me that question for so long. Ha, do you talk about the Sixers during the course of your day? No. Do you? Never. Have you ever? Even when they were, even when Larry Brown was a coach, no. And now it's just getting worse. This team is going to. This team is going well, to. That be doesn't bad. mean that's going to be bad for a very, very long time. That may be an individual situation. I mean, I don't really follow basketball that well. I follow it for the show because I'm true to my fans. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't really. I mean, when the Sixers went to the finals, the finals, everybody had a flag on their car, one of those window flags, right? Because we just want to win something, right? No one talks about the Sixers. No, you have your core fans there, but that's they're going to start pricing themselves out of. The market. There's just people can't afford. Yeah, I think no. yeah, to go they're, anymore. They're, the the and tickets the themselves the are out of control. Yeah. Out of control, and uh, that's a big problem right now too. Guys, it is a huge problem, and that's a prediction I'm going to have in the next five to ten years. The NBA is going to be in dire straits. Ten years. Ten years. You got to remember though, the teams that are doing well, Dallas, they're pulling a lot of people. I understand that, but these. I mean, you're talking about. It's a different situation. Major situation here. Major because you have, you have your transitional superstars. Jordan's gone, right? And you have, yes. the people that have played with Jordan are going to go away. Most of them have. Right. So you never know who's the man until after they're the man. 
So you can't predict who's going to. I mean, LeBron James, he's amazing. He's taken the Cavs to playoffs. Right. I mean, you can't you can't take away from that. Maybe he's a man. Kobe Bryant might be the next Michael Jordan. You don't know that. Look at look what he's done this year. He took the Lakers to the playoffs when no one said he they were going to the playoffs and they're there now. He's scoring title this year. I yes, mean, he did. He's might be the league MVP, which he should be. So you don't know. You can't say who's next because you don't know who's next. That's what's great about not know. That's what's the whole point. I you think know what the, I'm saying. I'm just. I just don't see the NBA being a viable commodity. And I, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of what you're saying is because it's tainted because of the Sixers. Okay, but that's, a, but, there, this but is there's a, nothing wrong with that. But the Philadelphia market is a major sports market. And the Sixers are going to start drawing 10,000, 10,000 10, a game. There's no doubt you know, about that. When they get, I mean, how many people <laughs> go to see Allen Iverson play basketball? Because he's, because he's incredible to watch. Everybody. Yeah. So when he's gone, which he probably will be gone then in this year. A good chance. What do you go see? If they trade him, they bring in, say, Kevin Garnett. Okay, Maybe so, that might bring in a couple people. Right, Not a couple people, but you're still bringing in a good chunk of fans there. You still have a, an exceptional player. The bottom line is if, you're, if your team doesn't do well, no one goes to see him. Right. Okay, so the team didn't do well this year. No one's going to go to see him. If the team doesn't do well next year, they're going to lose even less people. I hate the NBA. I hate it. I hate it. It does nothing for me. I'd much rather watch college basketball. If so the tournament ball. is incredible. Unbelievable. I right. love it. Everybody because you know why? Because there's no money involved. Because these, pe- these kids want to win. Right. But this, and there's Iris- mistakes. This Iverson Weber thing is stereotypical of, the, of today's NBA player. They do not care about their fans. And you know what else? You're right. You know, on some level, you're right there. They don't care. But no players do care. But at least there's higher up saying you better learn to care and pretend to care but and that, go to these goddamn places. That doesn't happen for the Sixers. Yeah, it happens in the NFL. It happens at the, it, with the, uh, the Major League Baseball. It happens in the major other sports. But you're right. I don't see it. I, don't, I see a lot of disrespect in the NBA. But that might not happen in other cities, but it definitely happens here. Billy King has no control. Ed Snyder says Billy King will take care of it. Ed Snyder has no clue about what goes on in basketball. Ed Snyder's a hockey guy. Absolutely. Hockey. And Mo Cheeks, I mean, I've never seen anybody so dumbfounded about two guys not showing yeah. up for practice in my life. They they asked him about a couple questions about where are they, where are they. Well, I think they're going to miss a shoot-around. Oh, okay, they will miss a shoot-around, but they should be here. Oh, they're not here? And he actually said, has this happened before? He asked the reporters, has it happened before? One of the reporters told him, you know, your two stars aren't here. Disgusted but with the Sixers. I'm disgusted with the Philadelphia 76ers, too. All they had to do was show up. All they had to do was show up and sit on the and bench. And it makes them look good. How hard is it to sit on the bench? Just show up, game? man. Just do your job. Awful. So awful. How about even just play two minutes? You know what? It doesn't matter what's going to happen. You play two minutes. Let the fans show you how much they appreciate you. When you come yes. walking off, you're going to get a standing O. This might be your last game here, blah, blah, blah. But just play. Let the younger guys go out. Fine. They need to see what Iguodala can do. They need to see what Willie Green can do. You think you would, you would, you would look at the, sta- uh, the stands and go, wow, look at the turnout. Yeah. I'm so proud. Thank you. I just want to say thanks yeah. for coming out. You guys have been here for 41 games for me. Thank 41 you. games to see some horrible basketball. Horrible. Their final... Uh, like forty-one games, I think they were like eleven and what was eleven and thirty or something like that. It was something horrible. Twelve and twenty-nine. They, or, yeah, they were off on their last. I mean, the uh, second half of this the season, they were horrible. Yeah, awful, awful. Better awful. luck next hey, year. You know what? They drove me to drink. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. 
At least they did something for you. You say they don't do anything for you. That's enough, Sixers. Oh, boo-hoo. We I hear a lot go. of Derek going, that's enough of this team and enough of that team. I'm done with like everybody. We're just disgusted with all these teams. Well, think about it, Ev. The, the Phillies, oh, I've been waiting all freaking winter for the Phillies to come and you play baseball. You don't have to explain yourself. I don't have to explain myself. This is where I do explain myself, though. As we if the Flyers, ahead. <laughs> the Flyers lose in the first round, uh, I- I'm telling you what. Show's I'm telling over. you what. We're not coming back anymore. We ain't talking. <laughs> we won't have anything to talk about. Get to talk about the Phils. Oh, great. Ryan Franklin pitched again last night and let up two home runs. I just wanted to say, as we are watching the Phillies game, I saw Soriano make three catches against the wall. As a second baseman who said he's not playing left field, very right. nice job out there. Not and, that I want to see someone do well against oh the yeah. Phils. And then on the other flip side of that, Bobby Bray, who, was, who won a gold glove last year, can't catch a fly ball to save his life. I actually saw him last year slide to catch a ball last night, which I was amazed about. Oh, like the one knee slide? Yes. Oh, no yeah. Foul he ball loves and everything. that. Yes. He loves doing that. But did you see the other night when he got turned around? Yes. Did you see the, when he dropped the other one? The other one, he didn't even make an effort to catch the ball and, and landed in front of him. Oh, there were and some then nasty booze laid there yeah. on that one. And then they, he finally caught one and he got the, bra- he got yeah. the cheer. Everybody stood up and gave him a little of applause because he caught a routine fly. And he goes, oh, you know, I'm not going to catch everything out there. Well, you know what? Maybe you just catch one or two. How about he die? Get your uni a little dirty. It'll be all right. And I'm, not talking, about, I'm not talking about dirt mm. when he goes and takes a little too big of a lead off first and then goes back and gets all dirty. I'm talking I want some grass on that thing. No. <laughs> the 2006 NFL draft. Philadelphia Eagles. What do they need, E-Money? What do you think they need? Linebacking. You think they need defense? Definitely need some linebackers. I think they need defense. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Defensive line and linebackers. Run yeah. back, running back. Front seven. No doubt. No doubt. Now, I, uh, I have the uh, ESPN Magazine draft, pre-draft situation, what they think every team needs. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run that off to you guys, and you guys comment on that. Oh, that sounds terrific. Word. Just, Go ahead, Emory. So this is what the uh, ESPN Magazine says the Eagles need. Okay. Okay. Their first round number one pick is 14. Yes. They need an outside linebacker. A strong side addition to Sean Barber doesn't solve all the Eagles' problems here. Okay. Uh, For one, he's injury prone. Talking about Sean Barber, of course. For two and three, DeHoney Jones and Matt McCoy are uninspiring options for the weak side. Who's Matt McCoy? Oh. He was probably the backup. He was the backup. They don't have, they're not even talking about Keith Adams. Oh, my goodness gracious. An injection of young blood is the real cure. And I don't. I agree with that 100%. What do you guys think? An injection of young blood? Yeah. As a linebacker? Yep. So get like a big, burly, Erlacher kind of Just guy. Get someone who's not scared. Let's go. He's got, he's got some talent. I mean, Dahani Jones has got to go. And we've been saying that during the season last year. Yes. Did, did Arrington get picked up by anybody? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember hearing so anything yet. I think he's asking way too much money. Everyone's sitting around going, nah. no problem. Right. Uh-huh. We can wait. You can, you can wait. Yep. Season doesn't start until August. It's okay. So ESPN Magazine says linebacker. First thing is an outside linebacker. That's what they need. Another uh, area of problem for the Eagles, which we all know we talk about, is the offensive line. The Eagles will be looking at a huge hole if right tackle Trey Thomas's bum back doesn't improve forcing guard Sean Andrews to shift over. So 
that would be a big problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a major, major problem. Oh, yeah. So I do agree with what ESPN saying there well, with the scouting report on that. So I don't Are we know. talking second round or this is in the first round? Um, this is second round stuff. Okay, this is second round this stuff. second round stuff. And I can see that right there. Of course, once you're getting into the second round, you got to just start taking the players that you think are the top players at the position you need. Yeah. It's, it's like pulling a fantasy draft yeah. at that line. Here it's even worse because oh, this is real money and this is – But, you know, the feel, it's that feeling. Down. We feel yeah. the feeling. Yeah. It's you're like just, pull them, pull them, pull them. That's, I would really like to see them go with a, uh, a bigger running back in the second round. I really want to see them protect themselves Fors- or Forsberg, my fault. If uh, Westbrook gets hurt, who knows? Is Buck Holder coming back for the first two games oh, this year and getting on. hurt again this year? Come on. Right. Well, I haven't seen him in five years. He won't go to training camp. They're not even going to let him go okay, to training camp. Okay, that's good. Right. That's, you don't want him as a backup. Like You don't want that to be on the roster. He's wasting a spot there to where you get to pick someone else in the second round. So yeah. they need... They do. Back. They, I totally agree. It can't be Darcy Levins or anybody. Any yeah. scrub that they pick up in late August. No, no yeah, no. no way, man. You want to if you need young blood. You, those are the two places you need them. You need somebody that you need that one, the big um, fullback that can get you that four yard first down, and then the crowd goes ballistic, right. and then the offense comes back in and starts rocking and rolling. Yeah, but but. Or the line. Anybody never has a fullback in there to give you four yards ever. So but do you he, really think he's looking for one of those? I, I think every year he tries to find one when he realizes he doesn't have one. Every year, beginning during one of the preseason games, he'll pick somebody up that got released. Every single year it happens. That's I don't know. Like when you're putting a fullback in, like they had John Ritchie, they just used him to block. Every once in a while they throw a pass to him, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I never saw him do much. That's if they're going to use Ryan Motes to play a lot more. That's fine. If that's the way they think they're going to go, I don't know if that's going to be the number one. But if, that's, if they can get a bigger back to where it's third down, you bring him in as – they can just do like an eye, eye formation or even just a split back in the back. Westbrook gets to go out. Now you have Pinkston on one side. You have Westbrook over in the slot. You're going to have uh, Brown on the other side. Now you have him as your wide receiver. You have that option to pass Westbrook the ball or you still have the option to run. When they bring Westbrook out of the back now, you just take the whole option away to still have that running back And back uh, there. Gaffney now. Gaffney will be out there. He'll probably be your third receiver. Well, this, that's, that's a good segue to, my, to the third round. And one of my most important points, which I think is the most important thing right now, and uh, what ESPN says, which I agree with, is the wide receiving core. The Eagles are looking for a receiver with the size, the burst, and the second gear to push the inconsistent Jabbar Gaffney. Of course, he's very inconsistent. Right. We know that. Uh, for the number two job, opposite of Todd's Pinkston, because Pinky's going to be back. Oh, they're not considering Reggie Brown as the number two? They're not even talking about Reggie Brown. Wow. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah. That's what I want to discuss as well, because Reggie Brown is the number one receiver, I thought. I would think he's going in as number one because Pinkston was hurt. Yep. Reggie Brown did fine at the end of the year. Yeah, he does. I have no problem with Reggie Brown. He's got Brown. more weight to him than Pinky does. Pinky was hurt all year. Who knows how he's going to come back. He never scored touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Reggie Brown proved he could play. He proved he was a teammate. People would be getting hitting Ryan Motes on the sideline. He would come over, push the people away, pick Motes up. You know, yep. It didn't matter to him. Nope. He was there. He was a good player last year. So, I mean, I don't know where Reggie Brown is in this whole equation. Right. Um, I hope he's still around. I hope he's still... Uh, you I know. hope they don't give Gaffney the number two job right yeah. on top of him. Yeah. That's, they should be talking about Gaffney and Pinkston going for uh, the number two number spot. Number two spot. Reggie Brown being your number one. 
this is why I wanted to talk about it because I don't really don't think they don't they're not down home like Philly Sportscast is down right. home. So um, they're just throwing names out there, but I think Reggie Brown's going to be the number one. Yeah, and I wouldn't waste a third round pick on unless you get a, a true burner that's just going to blow everyone away. They're going to. But you got to realize this is a this is a passing team, right? But you so want just gonna, short passes. You really don't need that burner. You don't, no, really you don't. need someone. Is McNabb going to throw forty yards, fifty yards in the air to no. hit this guy? Right? God no, he can't do that. You want someone going over the center? That's he can't even throw twenty. You want someone like Keyshawn who could just be a glorified tight end, someone who can do that and go over the center, not afraid to catch the ball and take a hit right there. I hear you. I hear you. I agree. So and that's that's why I don't know why they're saying Reggie Brown. They're not the saying Reggie Brown, yeah. right? I don't know why either. Maybe but, it was just an oversight, or maybe they think Gaffney can prove he's better. Gaffney had trouble beating out Corey Bradford down in Houston. Yeah, I mean, he is he's flip-floppy. Right. But, you know, and, and that's who we pick up. We pick up the flip-floppy uh, receivers. Right. But does, does Gaffney have the potential that he could be a number two? Well, that's, that's what have, we were just talking about. Gaffney being over top of Reggie Brown right now? Yeah. You have Gaffney over Brown? I don't. I, I, I don't would. I think that. he has more experience. But just he might have more experience. experience. I don't think he's better though. That's but, could he, about, but could he be better with a really good quarterback? Like that's another thing. Like maybe McNabb brings that. Dude, Andre Johnson played with the same quarterback, and he did fine down there. You're right. You're right. Two years ago, he had over a thousand yards. This year, I think he was hurt a little bit. Whole team just stinks down there. I don't know. I just get a good vibe from Gaffney for some reason. Uh, that's I get Why, a good, because he's uh, the only one they signed. No, just being. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. Oh, okay, that's. I have no problem with Reggie Brown though. I think he is definitely I don't one of our top I mean, two receivers. I think, no doubt about it. I like him better than Pinkston. He's going like to be the. He's going to be the number one look. He should be. There's he no doubt about it. Be. Pinky ain't going to be the number two look. And that's, can, can Brown be a star? I think Brown could be a star, and I think if they brought in someone like Walker, if Walker is healthy, I think there's definitely a possibility to where Brown can be your number two receiver. Pinky can be your number three. Gaffney would be your four. Yeah. I like that. All right. So who do they draft in the first round? What position? Uh, some sort of a front uh, front seven defense. Yeah, linebacker. That's got to have it first. I agree. I think it's. I think it's of the utmost. Unless somebody slips, somebody crazy slips. You don't take Lendell White first mm-hmm. round. No. But do you think if they move up to get AJ Hawk or Sims even as linebacker, that would be sweet. Do you think they? Try to make a move like that. See, now I would like that because they build, don't build a franchise around. But that. the Eagles don't give up draft picks, and that's what they would have to do right. to get. The move and they up. are very. Then they like to uh, draft offensive linemen first. Yeah, but they don't. These draft picks are like gold to them. They they build their entire team through cheap labor, pretty much. They have expensive players that they sign to long term contracts, but they get their role players in the draft. Right. All right, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how bad they're going to f- mess this up. Not that this is wow. any big deal, and I don't know if anyone even heard of anything. Is J.R. Reed going to be able to play this year, like the special teams, punt returner, kick returner? I didn't hear anything. I don't know. That's. I mean, you don't talk about special teams, and that's not something we're going to worry about until August, but that's going to be that's an important part of the game there. No doubt about like that. that. I don't right. think you have Mahe back on the team this year. But your, your top five picks in this year's draft should be playing next year. In some oh, role. Definitely, yeah. Your your first-round pick should be starting wherever he's at, and your other players should be at least be playing special teams. I don't think they had that in the past couple of drafts. I think they lost no. a lot of potential well, each, by making each, bad picks. Yeah, well, each year your first-round pick got hurt, but their second and third-round picks were just 
seemed like busting some of them in your fourth-round picks. You had a couple players there that yep. just shouldn't be in the league. I no. agree. No. Uh, it's almost like they just said, okay, well, Johnny's on the paper. Let's pick him. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to know that the Phillies just lost to the Washington Nationals 10-4. to Ev, can you grab me a tissue? And, yes, feel free. <laughs> you got it, buddy. You got it. <laughs> but what's really cool about this is at the end of the game, they put up a, a little stat saying manager of the game, and guess who it was? <laughs> Frank Robinson, because Charlie Manuel does not receive the manager of the game awards. I didn't realize they gave him manager of the game. Oh, they did tonight, and oh. it said manager of the game, Frank Robinson. I guess when you got to match wits with uh, Manuel, you're going to win. You yeah, should. I think it was his one thousandth win or something tonight. Oh, it's possible he hit a milestone tonight. Yeah, reason why. Okay, well, congratulations, Frank Robinson, for uh, hitting your milestone against if the Phils. Milestone. At, Everything's uh, against the Phils. Every milestone's against the Phils. Okay, that's it for me. Yeah, I'm out of here. Everybody, don't forget about October 8th. Big, 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 big day, October 8th. Big day, yeah, October oh, 8th. Is that what we're supposed T. to say? T.O. is coming back to town. Were you supposed to say that every week? I'm starting now. Okay, okay. okay. Go Flyers. Go Flyers.